BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. As freaking promised, we are delivering Jared, Lipscomb, and I, the Britney fans and we're on the front lines of our homes, just petitioning. And mostly just our souls and hearts are with Brittany. We love her so much. Jared has a shrine in his house. He is, he literally, like when I invited Jared on, he, um, for those of you who don't know Jared, he's also the makeup artist, a celebrity makeup artist who does Vanderpump Rules Girls. And he is just an amazing, amazing human. And he also loves Brittany and knows so much. And literally, like you're going to be quoted in like the next documentary. <laughs> like on the, it's going to be like on the Nuts Game and Not Fat podcast, Jared Lipscomb, like Britney obsessionaire. Yes. The unofficial official word on all things Britney. <laughs> no, because you literally I feel like it's such a like even today we're today is Thursday, February 11th. There was another hearing and I'm like reading the article of like what went down. And it's just so much. There is so much and so much legal jargon and so much that happened and so much. You posted the other day, like, you know, we're so late on this. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, good morning, America. Like (laughs) she's been under this conservatorship for 12 years. And then quarantine, I I think, made us wake up and be like, hold on. What's up with Brittany? Mm -hmm. Where have we been? We've been sleeping on our babe. We have been. And it's one of those things like with the news cycle. I mean, you saw it with Elleria and you see it with Army Hammer and like this, the news cycle is picking up stories. Well, the Army Hammer one's a huge one, but like they're picking up stories that are just have been kind of like people have been ignoring for a while. So it is a mixture of like pandemic boredom. I've had a lot of extra time on my hands. And so you just start researching and things become, you know, brought to the forefront that we were not expecting to be brought to the forefront. And the reckoning is happening. <laughs> like, yeah, like deep dives are happening. Like people, I feel like before we were like, oh yeah, Brittany's under conservatorship. Like in, in her documentary, which we're going to discuss, which was called um, Framing Britney Spears by the New York Times. It was on FX, but but on Hulu. You know, they were talking about things that, like we were aware of. It's not like 
We all saw on the record with Britney, and I even have that scene where she's imitating her dad, where she's like, hello, you know, and she's walking, mm-hmm. and she's so cute. And she's like, ah. And I remember watching it being like, her and her dad are so cute. Do you know I what know. I mean? Like, yeah. I remember watching on the record and be like, she's so cute with her dad. And like, we heard the word conservatorship, but like none of us, and let's all fucking admit this, knew what it meant. Yeah. Cared what it meant or understood the extent of what it means. Mm-hmm. Nor did we until today realize like what our Brit has been through how hard we, the peeps, the media, she's like the princess die of our time. I mean, no questions asked. She is. No one else has had that kind of paparazzi invasion and that rise to like beloved status. And then the quick teardown that happens as soon as she becomes beloved. And yeah, no one since Princess Diana in like modern history has been treated like this. Like the swarms, like, okay, you'll get like a paparazzi, you know, you'll get mm-hmm. like a few fans finding out you're at some event. But Britney couldn't go to like a gas station. Britney, even watching the shave, shaving of the head thing, I'm like, how do they know she's going to be at the fucking random ass salon? You know, like they or like at the gas station, that scene where she's in the car with her cousin with a shaved head. And and again, like, this documentary was so important on so many levels because watching it, because even us, right, we've made references like, oh, 2007 when Britney shaved mm-hmm. her head, you know, that was a crazy moment. We can all relate to it. We were crazy. We could be crazy. A, shaving her head is not big of a deal. No. Halsey has a shaved head. Yeah, we don't We don't blink an eye. We don't blink an eye at Halsey's shaved head. And... If I would fucking, I'm scared to say the things that I would do. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't want to get shadow banned or deactivated or whatever on Instagram or, or brought in for questioning. <laughs> if I went through what she was going through, I'd like, I don't, again, I don't want to say what I do, but it'd be more than an umbrella and a fuck you to a paparazzo, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were like, she's so crazy and she shaved her head. How fucking wild. Like, it's not that wild. It's not. I mean, it, we, it's, it's such a balance of like, it was a different time, but then the documentary did such a good job of, of putting all the clips together, being like, just because it was a different time doesn't make it excusable, you know? So I don't, oh, it's, the, the whole thing is so triggering this past week since it all happened. So as someone like you who knows the ins and outs, you told us all in our part one of the deep dive, Mm-hmm. What did this documentary give you more or were you like, no, there was no new insight for like diehard Britney fans like myself who have been like, you know, I was at the rallies pre pandemic in spring 2019 when it first started to get traction. But at the time it was more like fringe, like who are these crazy protesters, like protesting Britney Spears? Like there's real issues at play. And there are obviously always still real issues in the world, you know, that are affecting huge groups of people. But at the time it was kind of like, what are these 
what are these gays doing? Like standing outside holding signs. So there was nothing revealing in the documentary that was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like I never put this part with that part. Nothing like that happened. But what we got to see was like Felicia speaking for the first time, who's an icon and who's been an icon for Britney fans for forever. If you were VIP at the Piece of Me show in Vegas as recently as 2018, she was your tour guide. Yeah, she takes you backstage. You get pictures with her. If you, It was always like a joke, like, I spotted Fee in the audience and they got a picture with her because you know you would never get a picture with Britney unless you paid you know, the thousands of dollars for the two-minute meet and greet. Well, the 30-second meet and greet. Yeah, so seeing Felicia speak out and showing those unreleased, fo- unreleased photos was like the most special part for like a diehard who knows all the ins and outs of the conservatorship. But I think what it did do a good job of is show A, that we've, as a society, brought her to that breaking point. And then it did a really good job of laying out what the conservatorship was to people who are unfamiliar with conservatorships in general. They could have gone a little bit deeper to just to show how much control she's under and how much restraint she's under, because there are court documents that prove, you know, that she doesn't have access to her social media, which, you know, her social media manager confirmed sometime over the past couple of weeks. You guys, sorry to interrupt. I got to tell you about Green Chef. Okay. It's the first USDA organic, certified organic meal kit company. You know, meal kit companies. Okay. You know, it makes your life easier. You don't have to buy all the ingredients, have everything in your house, have all the spices. Literally, you get meal kits uh, for the amount of people that you choose, for the amount of days per week of your choosing. And specifically, Green Chef has clean ingredients that you can trust seasonally sourced, super duper fresh. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing over, you know, if you have some rando spice or if your produce is fresh or if you have, you know, anything in your fridge and you can focus on pretending that you're a real life chef. Okay. Seriously, it's so easy and it is affordable and it could fit to any lifestyle, whether you're keto, vegetarian, vegan, paleo. Listen, I posted on my Instagram for you guys to see. I made a few other dishes like last week, a couple of weeks ago. One of them was this like beef Mediterranean couscous. Amazing. It literally came with this like Mediterranean spice that legit was mouthwatering. I made this truffle pasta and you guys know I'm doy free and everything I was either able to get a substitute or make it without the dairy products. So literally, and, and just amazing ingredients still sticking to my, to my healthy, to my health goals. And, um, I really, really, really recommend it, you guys. And I have $90 off for you guys to enjoy uh, by going to greenchef.com slash 90 not skinny and then use code 90 not skinny to get $90 off, including free shipping. That is such a great deal. And I'm telling you, try it. I I, I love it. So go to greenchef.com slash 90 not skinny and use code 90 not skinny to get $90 off and free shipping to try Green Chef. Like I said, certified organic meal kit company, clean ingredients. It's amazing. This woman, Cassie Petrie. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Bless your freaking soul. Posted. Cassie Petrie, and she's apparently uh, the crowd. I mean, she is the crowd surf co-founder. And she said 
I absolutely adore the Britney Spears fan base. They're incredible. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, she needs to speak out. There have been inaccurate theories about how Britney's social media operates. And I want to give as much information as I can without violating her privacy. She says Britney creates her own posts and writes her own captions for Instagram. She finds the Google images, Pinterest images, quotes, memes, and everything else herself. Nobody is suggesting any of that stuff. She generally edits the videos herself, blah, blah, blah. So, so she's saying that it is Britney, but who is this B anyway? Exactly. So, you know, from the last podcast, I don't like to wallow in the land of conspiracy too much. I mean, you can definitely allude to certain things, but I think what is important is what we're, who we're dealing with, which is a social media person from a social media company, which is not foreign in the celebrity world. What she's leaving out is the fact that she does not know. She thinks the images are coming from Britney Spears' cell phone saying, here, post this and this is my caption. We know now, obviously, that Britney Spears has had limited access to a phone. We know as early as 2018, she was spotted with a flip phone. So the fact that she's, you know, you just have to start to think why it's awfully convenient when we're really starting to question her, the posts that she's making. It's convenient that someone who's got so many NDAs and so many documents that you have to sign to be around her and someone who's kept under such lock and key, quite literally, is and her social media manager is all of a sudden allowed to to break her silence and speak out on exactly how Britney's social media is ran. It's just a little suspicious. You know what I mean? Like you have to wonder, does she, is she on the phone with Britney FaceTiming her? No, she's getting a text message from a number that is from Britney Spears and she's been given the passwords from Britney Spears. So that could be so anyone. She's, but she's hired by Britney's team to do her social media. Exactly. Like it's a, it's a social media company, just like many celebrities utilize. So she has no way of knowing as far as she's concerned. I believe that she believes what she's saying. I believe she gets sent pictures and captions. And I believe she is told these are coming directly from Britney's personal line. And I, I think Cassie is not a liar. I think she is just regurgitating what she's been told is, is what's happening. And I think she was given permission to speak about it because we haven't heard in 12 years, we haven't heard anything about Britney's social media. And then all of a sudden, right when things are starting to get kind of crazy, being like, who's running this account? All of a sudden, she's allowed to speak out and say, it's me, I'm running it. But don't, but trust me, Britney's the one giving me this information. But Jared, if she's a social media manager, then like my baby Noah can be a social media manager because it's an awful <laughs> job that she's doing. <laughs> What an awful job at social media managing then. Like, I, I just want to say one thing conspiratorial and we will get back on okay. to facts. But if you are J- Jamie Spears, you are Britney Spears' dad and you are constantly trying to prove that your daughter is not well enough to, pr- to uh, manage her own life and to manage her finances, manage her medicine and manage her career and everything about herself. It would be in your best interest to be sure that Britney Spears maintains the appearance of a loony person, whether that just means kind of ditzy on social media, kind of removed, nervous, swaying. Look how unwell she does. It would be in his best interest for the, for, for the videos and the images to content, continue to be loopy because then he can always say, look, she can't even do a video for three minutes. Like she can't be in charge of her own finances. She can barely do her own Instagram. Do you know what I'm saying? Conspiracy, conspiracy, but 
I feel you, babe. But at the same time, then what's up with the captions that people again, conspiracy, conspiracy theory. We're in that world right now. Conspiratorial. How did you say it? Conspiratorial. Okay. (laughs) Good for you. Then how would we explain that? That she that apparently there are conspiracies that she's like giving us hints. She's writing shit. Even this week, you know, after the documentary, like I oh, she posted a new thing. Jill Scott, it's love. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. She posted that. There's a new dress. There's dress. a green dress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she posted uh something this week. She who le- leaves a trail of glitter is never forgotten. Then there was something about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be alluding to. It's just it's very confusing again because like you're saying this and I'm like okay I get it but then I'm like wait but if it's not Britney then should we not think that there are subliminal messages in her social media if it's not her creating them? You know I I mean I struggle with that all the time because I'm like do I comment like you know, like, we've got your back, Brittany, like, and I want her to see the love, or do we comment, you know, like, hey, Cassie, we know this is you, like, fuck you, Jamie, like, it's just so confusing. With the reports, and again, this is all hearsay, this is all sources, so nothing can be confirmed, but we hear things like, you know, the latest news over the past week was like, Brittany was grounded three weeks in the summer. Did you see that headline that Jamie had, and some source released it, and of course, there's no way of proving one way or the other, because she's locked down, lock and key, But if that's the case, then it's also fair to say, like, she could have her phone privileges taken away for a month at a time. And then she could, if she behaves, she could be allowed to say, okay, now you get to get back on, you know, Instagram and, and share a post or edit a video. I I mean, it's really weak. I mean, we could spend the whole episode, you know, confused about what exactly is going on. The fact of the matter is we won't know until she's able to speak out. I think this past week, they either got really clever and said we're going to lean into this documentary and we're going to we're going to you know fuel the fire or they they said you know she's she's clearly at butting heads with her father and so maybe he's allowed her to have more freedom with her social media and she's able to sneak these posts back that back past them and get them posted anyways I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth every day. Some days I look up, wake up and I'm like, that is not from Britney Spears. Like there's no way she wrote this caption. Some days I wake up and I see a post. I'm like, oh my God, that is so Britney. Um, I will say like the Super Bowl teaser where she's like, a lot happened last week. That was very like, she was excited. That was not her nervously shaking. Right. Reading. Like everyone is asked, but like, I promise you the cue card of being like, everyone is asking me what my summer plans are. Everyone is asking me my new, and where she's swaying yeah. back and forth. That is not, Brittany did not decide to do that. That's, you, you, no matter what you believe, like you can see as she's looking down reading a cue card, she is not wanting to do that. Those videos make it seem like, you know, when, you know, when people are kidnapped and um, they have to hold up a newspaper to show what day it is. Do you know when that happens? Um, yeah. that, that is that for me. It's like, but then why would she do it? Then it's like, then, okay, they're forcing her. They're like, Brittany, they're asking, honestly, all they want to know who's, who's your favorite Disney princess. That's what they're asking. And then she's like, it's frozen. That's also, I mean, that was chilling. Remember? She was like, mm-hmm. frozen is my mm-hmm. favorite movie. The sister is like kept away in luck. You know, th- those moments I'm like, okay, fuck the nine one one on the hat. If you flip it upside down, zoom no, in no, and no, fucking yeah. Photoshop it, whatever. 
No. But like, again, the Super Bowl, she was like, last week, she was excited. You saw passion in her eyes, which we haven't mm-hmm. seen in such a long time. But again, you guys, I know I wish we had an answer to this. We don't. We don't have a freaking answer. Know. It's such a, you know, even with Army Hammer, we were talking about Hilaria Baldwin. These are things you do a freaking deep dive. We know the facts. You know what I mean? Hilaria Baldwin. It's like this bitch wants to pretend she's Spanish. She's not. Her parents are yeah. American. She vacationed in Spain. She faked the accent. There's no if, ands, or buts. It's black and white. With Britney, it's like still so many questions. What is happening with her social media? Are they subliminal messages? Is it not even her? Does she not even, you know, have access to it? Like what's going on? You know, a lot of you are into fitness. It's good. It's good to work out. It's good to be fit. And you know what else is good? Doing it from your freaking home. Okay. It's hard to get motivated at home. I know it. I feel you. But once you get in the routine, once you say, Hey, can't really go to the gym right now. Gotta, you know, be hot and feel good about myself. You got to start, you got to start working out at home. And there are at home alternatives. I know it's not the same, but a lot of you bees love your soul cycle. Okay. And that's why I want to tell you about Soul Cycle at home bike. Yes, you heard it here. There is a Soul Cycle at home bike, and it literally makes you feel like you're in a Soul Cycle studio. It has a 21 inch touchscreen, and it makes you feel like you're, I don't know, at a giant Soul Cycle um, convention. Okay. It has iconic playlists and unlimited access to live and on-demand SoulCycle classes. So you don't have to be with a bunch of basic bees in a class, you know, with a mask on or something. You can be at home in the front row of your own studio on your own schedule. And your monthly membership gives you unlimited access to the Equinox Plus app where you can, if you don't want to do SoulCycle, stream classes like Rumble, Pure Yoga, and all the good stuff that fancy Equinox has, okay? You can get your Soul Cycle at home bike in just one to three weeks, unlike other uh, at home bikes that take months to get there. And then you're like, wait, I wanted to get a bike. They have financing options to make attaining your goals achievable. So you can get your Soul Cycle at home bike today by visiting my Soul Cycle bike.com slash not skinny and use promo code not skinny to get a free pair of at home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's my soul cycle bike.com slash not skinny promo code is not skinny. And then you'll get a free pair of cycling shoes with your purchase of your soul cycle at home bike. Again, my soul cycle bike.com slash not skinny promo code is not skinny. An interesting thing that happened after the documentary was Sam, her boyfriend. Mm. What do you think of his message? He posted on Instagram, basically a big fuck you to Jamie Spears saying he's an asshole. He's a dick and he has no respect for him because until he, you know, lets his daughter live a normal, happy, healthy life to me was like, okay, he's on our side, but isn't it weird that he's just now speaking out? But then a lot of people were saying he's feeling supported. So maybe he. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do we trust him? 
So my hot take is I've, I've never been like a Sam, like, oh my gosh, Sam is the greatest guy. Like he's so, you know, I've never been like that. But my hot take is this. We know, here's the fact. Brittany does not want her dad as her conservator. That is what we know factually based on court documents that she has told her lawyer and that we've heard for the past 12 years, what we learned from the documentary. She has never wanted her dad to be the conservator. She said at 12 years ago, she said, I'll do the conservatorship. I understand I need to do it to get my children back and to work and to show that I am a good member of society, but please don't make it my dad. They obviously snuck in, made it her dad, and now it's been this lifelong thing. And I think that Sam is aligning himself with Britney's public, very publicly documented wishes. So even if he signed all these sorts of documents saying he can't speak about Britney Spears, he can only say good things about Britney, he can't speak directly about the conservatorship. If you notice his wording on everything, he doesn't say the conservatorship. He doesn't say Britney's not doing well. He's not focusing on anything. He just carefully chose the words Jamie is a dick. Jamie and you guys will read it. Now it's important for people to understand that I have. Well, he says now it's important after mm-hmm. the documentary for people to understand that I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship, mm-hmm. not the her life and constantly throwing obstacles our way. In my opinion, Jamie is a total dick. I won't be going into details because I've always respected our privacy slash like you'll be bagged. But at yes. the same time, I didn't come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and freedom. And he was then caught by TMZ. Yes. <laughs> and he literally was like, yeah, Jamie's a dick. He's an asshole. And they were like, "Are would you be cool with him? And they were like, he was like, yeah, if he lets his daughter, you know, live a normal life. So, I mean, Sam is running his own social media, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, it's like, right, he probably had to find the loophole in which he could speak, but he could have found the loopholes before. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, at this point, all I can do, like, factually is give him the benefit of the doubt because he is aligning himself with Britney's number one wish right now. Because she's not even actively trying to end the conservatorship because she's smarter than that. And she's smart, as we have seen in the documentary, she's smarter than what we gave her credit for this whole time. And she knows she can't go from a 13-year conservatorship to freedom in a snap of a finger. So... She says, first step, get my corrupt, greedy father out of there like I've never wanted for 12 years. Sam is aligning himself with that. We will deal with his intentions and his motives with Brittany once Jamie's removed. But right now, if he's aligning himself with his girlfriend of five years also, they've been together for a while now. And, you know, if he's aligning himself with her now publicly, Maybe, you know, it could be anything. Maybe an NDA has expired. Maybe he carefully consulted a lawyer and said, if I word it this way, can I speak out? I think it's also interesting. He gave that statement one day after people ran an exclusive statement from him saying, everything's great in our lives. It was a very, you know, uh, opposite end of the spectrum. His, His statement to people was just very generic. Me and Brittany are happy. I support her. We love the fans. Thank you so much. And then the next day you have his private or his personal Instagram saying, the same thing, but then adding on Jamie's a dick and he's controlling everything. So I think something's happening. Something has happened, whether it's empowerment from this documentary, who knows? But right now there's nothing we can do but say, well, he's supporting what Britney wants. So by default, we should 
for the meantime, support him in that sense. Because if he can give her a closer step to freedom to, or to getting what she wants, which is Jamie removed, hey, we'll take it right now. We'll take any victory we, we can get to get that greedy, corrupt, you know, father out of her, out of her finances. What is so wild and something that, again, like we love the facts here, right? We love knowing this is for sure. This is documented. We're not being, you know, kukuriku over <laughs> here. Like we're, 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 we're saying what's true. She said, and San Ingham, her lawyer said, Brittany is afraid of her father and will not work until he's out of the conservatorship. And we saw in the documentary how wild it was when she was supposed to do the Vegas like the second residency, mm -hmm. what was it called? Like Venom the domination. Or oh, Venom. Yeah. <laughs> I can already see the review. Amanda does not research before. Uh, and she came up on stage. Yeah. And she fucking left. She just How got in the car and left. Mind blowing was that. And that just shows you like, she was like, bitch, no mm -hmm. end of story. I'm not doing this shit any longer, which like, I support her like a she doesn't need to B, this is the wild part. Like you're saying that Sam is supporting. This is what we know for sure. Her father was not an active part of her life. He was in and out of jobs growing up. Right. We learned that in the documentary. For those of us who didn't know, he was like trying to be a chef. Then he was trying to be this like he wasn't very stable in his job. He was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. He then when this happened, took control of her life. And you have to think about his motives. Like when I saw probably on the record, I was like, oh, my God, her dad really wants the best for her. You know, mm -hmm. even as far as when she canceled her first residency, when she canceled, canceled her Vegas residency and she put out the statement that her father is sick and she needs to be with him. Yeah. I'm not even sure we question it so much. Then we're like, oh, because she, you know, she loves her father. And then you're like, oh, my God, like, how was this man who she's not even close? And, and then again, where's the mom who's mm -hmm. just now coming in? Why isn't she trying to? It just literally does sound like a Disney princess movie where the evil father is taking control of the daughter's life. And it would sound almost impossible. Like, how would an evil father take control of his of his of his you know disney princess daughter's life but then he did he legit did yeah. and like you explained on your first podcast with me and like they said on the new york times to be in a conservatorship you have to be inept like you have yes. to be incapable of 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 doing things of being a person of every day and and like on the in in on the record where Britney was being her sassy, cute, uh, it, doing the womanizer freaking video, she was under a conservatorship, so she's mm -hmm. obviously not in a vegetative state, having dementia. That is the wild thing here, and I remember, and I won't forget from our first podcast where you again you were like, I don't want to be conspiratory, but there could have been some corruption going on in the, yeah. in the court for that to happen, for that to be allowed for someone that, like you said in the first podcast, had postpartum depression, was dealing with, with stuff like that. And it's just wild because, you know, things can't be undone and all the damage that has been done to her. It's, it's a bygones. 
sorry, guys. Here again, me again. Woo. Okay. Woo more play. We talk about it. We love it. We live it. We breathe it. We make babies from it. Honestly, I got so many messages saying I made babies with woo freaking coconut, uh, their love oil, seriously. So woo more play. You guys have heard me talk about them. It's a natural sexual wellness brand. And like I said, natural sexual wellness brand. So everything that I'm going to talk about is all natural, which makes me love it because I'm Courtney K. As you freaking know, I love their freshies towelettes, which is, is they're what it sounds like. Okay. They're made with coconut water and they smell amazing. Whether you had a long day at work, whether you are sweaty after a yoga class, whether, you know, you are after a quickie. Okay. You need it to wipe yourself down or before, you know what I mean? Smell good, smell fresh like roses, the way guys think that we freaking smell. I don't know, right? They do. But seriously, it doesn't only smell amazing, but like I said, it's clean. So you know what you're putting up in your body um, and on your body is made from clean and natural ingredients. You can keep them in your car, keep them in your purse. It's literally a must have. Uh, you also want to try Woo's Coconut Love Oil. It's a lube, okay, but you can also use it as a massage oil. It's an edible, delicious vanilla cupcake. Honestly, no joke. I highly recommend testing it for yourself. Give it a little Lick, lick, lick. You guys are just gonna, just gonna love that one. And it comes in a quickie form. So, like I said, little thoughts, put it in your purse on the go. Um, and you can have your big size at home and the little uh, mini packets just on you at all times. So, you guys, 20% off. That's what you're waiting for. Use code not skinny at checkout. You go to woomoreplay.com slash discount slash not skinny for 20% off your order or, or just use code not skinny for 20% off of uh woo more play start spicing it up. Yeah. Enjoy. Okay. Let's talk about the documentary. <laughs> what the documentary brought up a lot was the media and mm. Justin Timberlake. Fuck him. Did you hate him before? Uh, yes, I, I, I mean, my biggest regret is in 2003, long before the conservatorship that I saw him and Christina Aguilera on their joint tour. And my biggest regret is that I sat through his set for to see Christina Aguilera. My biggest life regret thus far. I love you. <laughs> I wish I could take back that money and request a refund, find his Venmo and say, that'll be $45 because I was in the very top of the nosebleed section. <laughs> and I want him to pay me back because fuck Justin Timberlake. Was that the justified tour? You traitor. Yeah. Well, it was the justified strip tour. And I was a huge Christina Aguilera fan before I became a huge Britney Spears fan. I, you know, you go one of two ways when you're a kid, like in, in your teens and early, like you, you went either the vocalist route or the dancer route. Right. And I chose the vocalist. And then I quickly you know, realize Britney is the queen of life. So, so Justin Timberlake is getting a lot of heat from the documentary, mm -hmm. but I was thinking the justified tour, was that on purpose to Britney? I mean, sorry, the justified strip tour. Was that also, do you think a dig at Britney that he did a tour with Christina Aguilera, her, her at least, you know, media or socially known as like nemesis. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely was. I think it was strong marketing from the both of them trying to launch their careers as like really solo artists, like transformed because, you know, before that, 
Christina was Genie in a Bottle. And before that, he was NSYNC. So I think it was both them doing that for sure. But also at the show I went to, it was right after the Madonna MTV kiss. And I remember Christina before, because they shared this, they didn't share the stage. They came one after the other and they would alternate who went first. So Christina went first. And she said like before, you know, before her last encore, she's like, okay, Justin's coming out next. But I have to say, I'm mad at him for stealing my kiss from Madonna because it went to him, you know, like because the camera panned to him when she kissed, when Christina kissed Madonna. So I don't know. I think they were playing it up. Um, I think it's a kind of like a moot point. I think everything that Justin's done is has been horrible and used Britney very obviously for clout and for her to be taken serious. Um, Christina's involvement, I don't know if she really cared or know, knew what she was doing besides trying to be like, look how dirty I am. You know, I'm I'm a vocalist. I'm different from the pop girls. So I don't know, you know. So do we think... I mean, Britney was 20 fucking what? 2018. How old was she when she dated him? Oh, my gosh. I mean, she they had to be broken up by, before she was even 21. Yeah, I think so. they broke up when she was 21. I think probably from when she was 18. And I remember, I mean, the Crimea River video, which is so funny because I just found out this girl on Instagram that I used to follow Lauren Hastings. Her name is she's a model. She played Britney in the video. It was I mean, how? I would want to go into baby Amanda's brain watching that video being like, oh, my God, it's Britney. Oh, my God, it's not because he chose a Britney lookalike. He had her cap down so we wouldn't even be mistaken for half a second. It was a revenge sex in the face of his ex. And mm-hmm. I remember the rumors about her cheating, but only now when this all came up, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it was Wade Robson, which I used to love because all the moves that I know and love, like the choreography, Britney's choreography <laughs> that I used to dance to and know it all by heart. Dream within a dream tour. I can like do it with just the music. That's Wade Robson. Like, he's amazing. I literally didn't know that he was supposedly the, the cause of their breakup. Was that ever confirmed by anyone? I think it was just one of those like tabloid cycle rumors. And I don't think it was ever confirmed. I don't think he's confirmed it. I mean, people are now saying like, it's confirmed it was Wade Robson. But I don't think I any, I don't think any party has spoken and said like, yes, it was me. It was because of me. I don't think anyone has publicly done that. But then of course you see the other side of the, the flip side, which was like, Justin was allegedly cheating before any of this went down. So it's just like, dude, like, why are we so obsessed with what Britney did after you cheated on her? If And again, that's once again hearsay, but... And know. also, they were kids. You know what I mean? They were and kids. And also, they were kids. And, you know, the... the what, what everyone's saying is that she cheated on him with Wade Robson on one of her tours and that he left a note for Britney that Justin saw and found out. But then people are saying, wait, Justin is a huge cheater and cheated on her with Jenna Dewan before (laughs) and by the way i have an inside source a hollywood inside source that says that justin timberlake is a huge cheater face in general that Mm -hmm. he's cheated on jessica beale even before we saw him with um the girl that he was filming a movie with and he got handsy with oh yeah 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 and they buried that pr buried that story right and then he had a, a secret baby and everything but i i mean it's again one of those things like we let it slide. Like I was like, oh, Crimea River, oh, this, all oh, that. And then Justin Timberlake was so wholesome to me for so many years. You know what I mean? And then this comes up and I'm like, I hate him. So of course he was a kid too. Um, but at the end of the mm-hmm. day, 
actions have consequences. And those actions of him playing the like, I'm hurt card and talking about sexual stuff on radio and saying that they Mm -hmm. had sex and saying that he went down on her and saying just all this stuff um, is just so hurtful. You know what I mean? And she and then you see the Diane Sawyer interview and she's like, what did you do to like to hurt him? You cheated on him, didn't you? And she was like, and she said, I'm not going to say that's wrong, but I'm also not going to say it's right. Yeah. It broke oh, my heart. And she was like, interview. ew, Brittany. Yeah, pull it together strong, strong Brittany. Brittany. Oh, ew. God. oh, my God. Heart? Diane fucking Sawyer. And this isn't, like, about the times. Like, I feel like, like, this no. isn't about the times. This is, the fact that I didn't know better is because I was 12. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't exactly. I, like the fact that I didn't know better is not because of that. It was 2000 and, you know, six and not to like if I was Amanda today. It, but do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not OK. I would be, I would yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Diane, go fucking easy on my girl. Yeah. And how is yeah. that OK? She was like, so and, and all this shit that's coming up now, Rosie O'Donnell interviews talking about her trampy outfits and. So it's not one thing to drive a person, right? It's not one thing. It's not one person. It's not just Justin Timberlake. It's not just Jamie Spears. But it's all these things that we realize that it's like, and she out of everyone has been so gracious and mm-hmm. has never kind of done anything to upset her fans or to make people think that she's not humble or anything so to see all of this shit and especially the like you know trampy stuff it's like okay rosie o'donnell how do you feel about like you know kylie (laughs) jenner today if you're gonna say that britney and like boxer briefs you know on rolling stone is like a huge deal so i mean again we're not blaming all these different people that had something to say because pop stars today go through shit too but when you watch it all compiled, you're like that poor soul. Yeah. I mean, and the back to back nature of it to see like, okay, sh- you see the magazine covers, you see, you hear the audio of Justin Timberlake on the air saying, you know, revealing private details about their relationship sex life. Could you imagine if one of your exes did that like in a public platform? And then you see Diane Sawyer with the audio of the woman saying, if I could shoot her, I would. And making her listen to that. Could you imagine today if some, if anyone said, you know, what, I'm going to just play this audio of someone who wants to kill you by gun. Uh, they want to shoot you point blank because of what you, of how wait, they, you know, it, how you're affecting their Wait, daughter. wasn't it like a senator or something who said that? <laughs> it was like a senator's wife or a mayor's wife or something. She literally said like, if I had the chance to shoot Britney Spears, I like, would. And Diane is like, what do you think no. about that, Brittany? Oh, That's- Jared, no, no, no. I can't believe that I didn't dream that. I was almost going to bring it up. Then I was like, no, Amanda, no way that was real. No, Diane Sawyer <laughs> legit was-, was like, this person wants to murder you. How does that make you feel? And Brittany's like, <laughs> not good. Like, I mean, thank- on one hand, like, thank God we're at the place today where, like, that wouldn't happen. Like, people, like, yes. that wouldn't happen today at all. Like, at all. But at the same time, Britney kind of happened at the wrong time where it was okay to do this to her. 
And then on top of that, not having the support of your family and having your family being so freaking weird. But I want to get back to Felicia, to Fiend. Okay. I love her. Yes. I love her. (laughs) I love her. Like, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about V, right? It's like, we love her. No. We love her. She's pure. She's pure of heart. She's always had Britney's best interests at heart. She's always wanted to stay in the peripheral of Britney Spears, even if she was demoted from, you know, personal assistant uh, to whatever they listed her as stage manager assistant or whatever she was, uh, or VIP tour assistant, whatever it is, she's always maintained that relationship with Britney. And I think, you know, I mean, I personally, that's a great person to be in charge of Britney Spears' conservatorship for the personal side, you know, like the medicine, the doctor's appointments, reminding her, you know, of certain things. That's a great person to have. Have her mom, have her, have someone who cares about her genuinely. We saw how Felicia lives in Mississippi. She's not after money. She's not, she's not flashing a giant house. I'm sure that small, you know, that humble home she lives in is paid for by Britney Spears uh, from her years of loyal work, but she's not sucking. She's not, she's the one person in Britney's life who has no ulterior motive than to just like work and to look after this girl that she essentially raised like in the teen, you know, the teen years up into her superstardom. And you do get stunted when you're famous, when you become that famous, that young. So I'm sure she acted as a mother figure well after Britney Spears turned 18 because she was just with Britney for so, for so, you know, long and stuff. So I think that's one of the few people that Britney Spears really knows can, she can rely on. And I think that's another reason why her dad, you know, snipped her right on out of, out of the super close position of personal assistant because he, that was a wild card to him because he couldn't control their relationship because it had been established long before he was regularly in the picture, you know? But do you think, is she now still in the, is she still working for Brittany in some way or not in, I know she was still working for the Vegas show as like the VIP host. So she obviously had contact with Britney during that time. And I know she worked at for a, for a spell. She worked with the Jonas brothers. I'm not sure how that ties into the timeline. I don't know if she did that in between the Vegas residency and the conservatorship starting. Cause she obviously needed work and she was, you know, given the boot. Um, Cause Britney only toured, you know, the two tours up until 2012. And then she well, there wasn't a lot of downtime now that I'm thinking about. So yeah, I don't know when she did fit the Jonas, Jonas Brothers in there. But um, yeah, she was pretty much been with Britney in some capacity throughout this whole period, but not um, not on that personal level where they're laughing and hanging out and just being each other's support and friend and stuff like that. I know. She was so cute. And um, she actually just gave an interview, I think, to people that about Sam. She said Sam's a great guy. Oh, well, if she's saying it, then I, I'm doubling down on that we support Sam I right know. now because I... I wish I wish she was, like, living with Brittany and just helping her and being her biggest supporter, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, same. <laughs> what do you think of the conspiracy that the Project Rose oh. <laughs> has to do with the roses? Because Brittany was alluding... In her Instagram, which again, we don't know, is it her, is it not her, whatever, that something is coming very soon. Project Rose, Project Rose. Then during this documentary, all the guests were had a backdrop of like roses. Yeah. So there was some TikTok that was like Project Rose. Here we go. Yeah. Again, you know, I just try not to get sucked into too much of it because it gets me either too excited that like something's going to happen or makes me start to feel crazy. I think the filmmaker did do like a 
I'm not familiar. I'm not good with Reddit. I, I, I get sent Reddit links all the time. But I don't have like an account, so I don't follow it. But I heard that they did like an AMA and people were posting screenshots. And I think the filmmaker or someone associated with the film said, you know, we love that theory, but it, it just isn't true. Like we know Brittany loves roses. And so we just thought we'd put beautiful flowers mm-hmm. behind everyone. You know, so I don't know. I, I mean, it, it could be, but I don't know. And then I saw another article by Page Six exclusive saying, Britney's working on her very own documentary with like a female filmmaker, Yeah, <laughs> which, which again is like, and then one of her past hair people, hairstylists wrote that he's been interviewed for a different documentary as well. So on one hand, could I see like, okay, this was on Hulu, Netflix doing one, you know, maybe, but it wouldn't make sense really for Britney to be working on one with all the, you know. Yeah, because her dad would have to sign off on anything business related. So for them to produce a documentary, I think that's what people also forget is like when people say anything like the words Britney Spears voluntarily, he is for all intents and purposes, he is Britney Spears. He makes those decisions. So like he can legally say like Britney Spears voluntarily checked herself into a facility because he is in charge of her health. So as long as he signs it voluntarily, that makes it voluntarily on her behalf. Even if she's kicking and screaming and saying, I don't want to go, it's still considered under the law voluntarily. So I don't know. I I don't buy the documentary. There's no way she could be working with a filmmaker if she can't even, you know, get on her own Instagram live just to say, hey guys, I just wanted to check in and answer some questions. If she can't do that, which also makes me question her access to her own Instagram, because how easy would it be to go on live and say, guys, call 911. I'm being held against my will. You know, it would be, (laughs) or if she's just feeling kooky and doesn't feel anything, she doesn't feel trapped at all. She could go on and say, oh my gosh, I'm having an amazing summer. Like legitimately, this is the best time of my life. Like I'm seeing my kids, I'm doing this and that. Instead, we get nothing from her. We get these very random posts that come in sets of threes with mixed messages. So it's just all so... But that's the thing, Jared. Like if it was a social media person, if it was, you know, curated, it would be better. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But you have to remember, she doesn't want to do what she doesn't want to do. So she might be giving them the bare minimum also. Like, Brittany, you need to film this video if your fans want to know what your Disney princess you are. And so then she's (laughs) like, I'm going to give them nothing, but then I'm going to sneak in a little message about how I like freedom. And I do think that it goes back up and down. I think sometimes she has access to it and sometimes she doesn't. Because, you know, two years ago, she was saying, I'm very keen on freedom here. I'm a Sagittarius. And she was very into reading and her and, you know, spirituality. And she was sharing a lot of that journey. Then all of a sudden in 2019, after domination, the Vegas show was canceled. Radio silence. We don't hear anything. And we used to see kooky videos with her and her kids. She would put on the bunny ears. She would Mm -hmm. sing in like Snapchat filters. Remember that? She would run after her kids in the backyard. So a lot of that also that we're not getting. Okay. Today is February 11th. There was a court hearing. Mm -hmm. Can we call it like a small victory? How How are you feeling about... Let's tell the people what happened. So I think I can speak for everyone. Whenever there's a court hearing, which do happen pretty regularly, we just haven't been aware of it over the past 12 years. I think now, every time we hear a court hearing, we think it's going to be some big, gigantic news. And we get our hopes up. Today's the day the judge just says, you know what? You're free. 12 years, you're done. But I think it's a small victory because she, you know, Jamie Spears was fighting hard to be 
to remain the sole conservator of her finances. And the judge has allowed Bessemer Trust, a financial institution that is highly respected and used by lots of estates to manage their money. So the judge said, no, you do not get sole financial you know, responsibility. You are co-responsibility with Bessemer Trust. So the good thing about that is now any financial decision Janie wants to make, he now has at least one set of checks and balances in place. Because before this court was, you know, before this was appointed, he had full reign to do whatever he wanted with her finances. He could say, yes, we're signing on for $5 million to do a commercial. And I mean, of course, he would have to convince Brittany to do it. And I'm sure she was rewarded with, you know, time with her children or a vacation with Sam. I'm sure she was given um, rewards to comply. But now, if something is a shady business dealing, this uh, financial institution has the right to step in and has equal power with Jamie. So if they were to butt heads about something, it would not be able to move forward. They would have to take that into court. So it is a small victory in the fact that Jamie's power is slowly diminishing. And by slowly, I mean slowly because... It is slow because, listen, you guys, like Jared said before, what we know for sure is this. Brittany filed a petition with the court last year to remove her father. And she wanted to place this financial institution as the sole conservator over her estate. Like we said, um, her attorney arguing that she was afraid of Jamie Spears and would uh, rather a professional institution take over her estate. Literally, what makes you like go crazy about this, Jamie? He objected to this. He didn't want to mm-hmm. have a co-conservatorship. He's a greedy mofo. Okay. Mm-hmm. He legit, instead of saying, this is, these are my daughter's wishes. Like, why would you object? Like, let's say that we can't even try to give him the benefit of the doubt because nothing here should be hurting him then. You know, mm-hmm. like she took it, like you said, a respectable financial institution, not some rando off the street that he can say is a bad influence on Britney or whatever the fuck. And that's not okay with him either. He wanted to be a sole conservator. He doesn't want to be in a co-conservatorship. So at least, I mean, listen, we'll take the small victories. We'll take the fact that the court said, no, Jamie, you're not the sole conservator. You're going to stay in a co-conservatorship with the financial institution. But listen, Mm -hmm. it says that we're going to have another hearing on the conservatorship is scheduled to take place next month. So like you said, always hearings. Now we're aware of them. Now that we're in quarantine, we are aware of what's happening with Brittany. And like you said, she's smart. So she's not saying I want out of this conservatorship. She's just taking baby steps. Is this for her estate? and her finances and her person like is this for everything or are there different people well this is why it's so frustrating is because right now britney's personal is not controlled by her father immediately which is also gives me reason to believe that the the recent uptick in more sincere messages from her instagram might really be coming through from her because her dad stepped down as her personal conservator uh the same time that her lawyer who's been her lawyer who's been her financial lawyer for this whole time stepped down after four months after he asked for a raise which i think we talked about previously but so the point is so he stepped down as her personal conservator 
um, because it was too much work, but he has no problem remaining her financial conservator, which even just makes it seem more shady. Because as a, as a father, you would think, I, would, I care more about my daughter's well-being than her finances coming in. So that's very suspicious. Um, it's it, someone in her team named Jody. It's a lady named Jody. Brittany seems to be fond of her from what the limited info we can infer is that she's kind of the temporary conservator over her person. So I'm assuming she has some role in the day-to-day life of scheduling any, you know, doctor's appointments, allowing any trips out to the beach that we may see photographed, you know, her little trip to the park during quarantine where she was doing her little sprints. I'm, I'm assuming that's all organized by this lady named Jody, who was appointed her temporary personal conservator while her dad stepped down to focus on the financial side of his daughter, who's so mentally unwell and mentally unstable and so dementia-ridden and in such a vegetative state that he needs to be concerned about her finances over her literal well-being. It's very confusing. But Jared, if he's not the conservator of her person, then how, then the lock and key that we're talking about, that's like, the personal side, that's not the estate side or the financial side, you know, where we're talking about her phone privileges Mm -hmm. and like shit like that. Isn't that more of the personal stuff? Well, we don't, we don't have access to that. That's one of the things that the court has not unsealed. You know, they've unsealed a lot of documents and Sam Ingham, her attorney who has not fought for her for the past 12 years, but who this year is feeling the pressure to finally stand up and fight for her is revealing more and more and being more transparent per Britney's wishes. So again, we just have to respect if Britney's saying share more, we'll take it. But we don't know what that looks like when he steps down as personal conservatorship. They could, or conservator, there could be a, a guideline that Jody had to sign before she would took over as a temporary conservator. There could be, you know, there's so much that we don't know at play to think that that Jamie would relinquish full personal control to someone who's worked with her over the past 10 years. He's, he's a dumb person and he's a greedy person, but he's not stupid. You know, he's not going to just going to be like, here you go. Like you're, you're a random person who's going to want to free Brittany and help her, help her out. Clearly, even if Brittany is fond of this Jody lady, I, and I hope to God I'm getting her name right because uh, there's so many little peripheral people in her life. But if I'm, you know, if I'm getting the wrong person, I apologize. But, but this woman who's controlling her, she's in the pocket of Jamie already. So it's in her best interest to remain conservator of her person's temporary to do, to, to listen to what Jamie says. So we don't know again, once again, we don't know. That's the thing you guys We're doing our best. And there is a lot of information out there. Jared, where do you, where could you, aside from following Jared on Instagram, who else could, can people go to, to find out more? Where do you go to find the day-to-day updates on what's happening with Brittany? Any resources? Yeah, I mean, I follow, um, I think it's called Free Britney LA is an Instagram account because, of course, I'm Los Angeles based, but they're pretty good because it's the court hearings are in LA and it's ran by a lawyer. So he has access to uh, documents that are, I mean, public can get them, but he has easier access to get them and understands them. So he's a great resource. Of course, Britney's Graham is a podcast that broke the story of Britney possibly being forced into that rehabilitation center back in early 2019. They were the first ones to kind of point out that Britney had been missing from social media for a three month period. And pretty much like as soon as their episode dropped, we saw a post from Britney Spears within like 48 hours. So those two are like really good sources. They, they kind of believe how we believe like facts only 
there's a lot of fun conspiracy theory accounts you can follow. And if you follow those two, you'll start to see in the comments other accounts that say like, you know, check out this or she did this or I, I you know, I have it on good authority this and all of that kind of stuff. But those two accounts stick to, to the court documents. So if you really want to get into that kind of world, it's a pretty interesting take. I do want to say one thing. I don't know how we're doing with time, but um, I met that paparazzi, you know, from the framing documentary, a framing Britney Spears documentary. The, the lovable paparazzi who, who retired and said, we did stop when she oh. asked. And they said, yeah. why didn't you stop? And I want to say one thing, and I want to call that motherfucker out. Because first of all, he's such a liar. Because I met him when I was all dressed up in drag. And I was at a restaurant and Rihanna was about to show up. And I saw all these paparazzi. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm in drag. I want to be photographed with somebody. You know, just like having a time of my life. Like 25, new to LA. And he said... Oh, and we just got to chatting. And he was like, oh, Rihanna's coming. I said, oh my God, I'm going to wait for her, whatever. And we got to chatting. And I said, were you guys around during like the Britney Spears era? Like how, like, how was that? Because like, I love Britney Spears. I want her to be free. And he was horrific. He said, oh yeah, we would follow that bitch around day and night. We would park outside of her house, wait for her to leave. She was so batshit crazy. She would come out at 3 a.m. And I was so lucky. And he told me this, I mean, this is like 2013, 2014. He told me, I was the one who got the, the, my car got beat by the umbrella and I kept that umbrella. And this motherfucker told me, he said, my biggest regret is I put that up for auction on eBay or some celebrity site. And he said, it went up for, you know, 40,000 or $80,000, some exorbitant amount. And he said, I took it down because I was convinced I, cause I knew she was going to die and I was going to wait for her to die and then sell it after her death for more. And he's like, and now I'm kicking myself because She's still alive. And I am like, you mother, I, the, the amount of me in full drag who wanted to strangle that man. I mean, I popped, I screamed at him. There were so many paparazzi that were going to start no, fighting stop. me saying like, we're going to, no, I swear. I mean, I swear on my life. Like I have pictures of with me and Rihanna to prove it. Like I have all of the, all of the receipts. I just don't have it like on tape of me saying this, this man said that. And then he said, oh yeah, Brittany paid for my car. She paid, she paid for my house in the Valley, you know, which everyone's living in the Valley now because they were making so much money and he got that exclusive shot. It was just him and those one other paparazzi getting the umbrella shots. And he said that that night paid for whatever he said it paid for his house or his car or whoever, who knows what, but Anyone who, I mean, I don't think anyone thought he was a good guy in the first place, but anyone who thought like, oh, he's kind of reformed or whatever. No, this man wanted her to die. And that was the mindset that they had in 2007 when she was out clearly not needing help because I don't want to assume anyone's mental health issues, but she clearly needed someone just to like leave her alone or to be her friend or anything, you know? There was a moment in the interview where they were like, didn't she tell you? And he he was like, no, she and that's when it's like you put yourself in like the shoes of, let's say, a detective. Right. And you're like, when am I going to break <laughs> them? You know, and when the yeah. whoever the interviewer was, was like, wasn't she asking you to leave her alone? He was like, nope, can't recall that. You're like, OK, <laughs> OK, yeah. OK, sweetie. I'm sure she would. And he was like, yeah. you know, it was a two way relationship. She Like Britney Spears didn't need you, bitch. She was doing fine. No, no. She would have loved to not have you around. She was kind. And at the beginning of it, she was a kind person until they pushed her too far. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that's the one thing that made her, you know, anything. Because I personally don't even think she's that, a crazy person. I think that whole narrative that she's crazy, you know, she she's probably going a little crazy how we are in pandemic, in lockdown. Maybe those types of like momentary, like, oh, I feel crazy, like I'm trapped. 
she's been dealing with that for 12 years. So yeah, she's going to be a little loopy. She's going to not know how to interact with people. She's not going to know who to trust because of everything she's been through. She's not, I mean, again, I don't want to speculate on her mental health, but to call her crazy from something it's like that is just mind boggling. You have to understand, and we're going to wrap up, unfortunately, there's going to be a part three, part four, whatever. You know, <laughs> we're not understanding. And it's like, again, I put up a post kind of apologizing to Brittany and promising that I'm because I was such a I had this like love for her, but I would be like, oh, my God, how crazy she put up this thing. What's happening? Is she OK? And I promise I was like, listen, I'm not going to do that anymore, whether it's her running her Instagram mm -hmm. or whatever. Like you said, we can't know. I don't want to even allude to poking fun at where she's at because we mm -mm. can't even imagine like, you know, Iggy Azalea. I, I, I shared something from Watch What Happens Live. She did a duet with her like a few years ago and she and she said to Andy yeah. Cohen, like Andy Cohen was like, how was it like? And she was like, oh, she came over to my house. People came to vet out my house before she came over. And it was like, what? She's like, yeah, like I just invite her over for food. And like, I'm a regular girl. Like I'm not doing anything wild. And it was like, did they find anything? She's like, no. So is she still wearing those khaki shorts? Because she maybe honestly doesn't know what current fashion trends are, you know, like all these things that I would kind of make fun of because I thought like, OK, I'm not making fun of something horrible. I'm making fun of like a fashion choice. You know what I mean? Or the eyeliner. Mm -hmm. Like I, I literally am not going to do that anymore. And um, and a lot mm -hmm. of people like I was saying, Justin Timberlake needs to apologize. Diane Sawyer needs to apologize. And, you know, we don't want her to be the next fucking princess die, you know, and she could have been. She could have mm -mm. fucking easily been that little fucking paparazzi motherfucker. I hate him. Um, she never said anything. Yeah, so she loved it. That's when we lost credibility uh -huh. right in the interview. I mean, you know, you knew from before he was bullshit, but um, yeah. all of us were like, oh, like, you know, and then and then when he said like, no, she. she she never asked you to like leave her alone. Never. And you're saying she's so nice. All yeah. of these people, all these celebrities flip off the cameras, you know, um, uh, beat the camera, you know, whatever. I would like I said. Uh, like, I can't even imagine what I would do. She even when they came when he came up to her in the car and she's with her shaved head with her head down. We find out later it's she went to see her kids. She couldn't see her kids. She was still gracious and kind and nice. And she didn't say fuck off. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. Jared, to wrap up, what I mean, obviously, our main goal would be free Britney, right? Hashtag free Britney. What's our yeah. next <laughs> small goal? I mean, if you're in the state of California, there are actionable items. I can, when this episode airs, um, I will post them on my Instagram. If you're in California, unfortunately, it's, I mean, the ACLU is posting about it and showing how we can help end conservatorship abuse as a whole, because it really does shine a light on the system is corrupt. So I would check out the ACLU, um, their Instagram and see what they're posting about Brittany. And then for the California residents, when this comes out, I'll share a link that you can write into lawmakers and people on the smaller scale, like on the local government, not, you know, not the senator of all of California, but on the local level, they can they can really make some change here in L.A. County to say we need to take a look closer look at this case. And then the several thousands of other cases where people are being abused and used and even just taken for their money. 
um, and take having their rights stripped away. Because at the end of the day, this is a human rights issue because even if she was a disabled person, a disabled person should still be allowed to have autonomy unless they are, you know, like a person in a wheelchair doesn't get their money taken away from them because they're disabled. Why should mm-hmm. someone who might have a mental health issue, you know? Do you think if she were to be free, we'd see old Britney come back? I think so. I really have a lot of hope. I think that video of her sharing at the Super Bowl and we're about talking about the Super Bowl. I saw a fire in her eyes that I hadn't I seen in a couple too. of years. Oh my God. I did too. I saw a real excitement. She was really excited to share that little joke with all of us about like something that happened last week. And she was not reading off a cue card. She was, she was not not swaying nervously. I think we got a glimpse. And I think with Sam speaking out, I think we're getting where we want to be. Um, But we can't, we can't lose momentum now that the documentary is over. I think, I think the documentary, like you said, was it, you know, brand new information? No, I think it's going to give an extra push for more people to have awareness for people like Sam to all of a sudden speak for all of a sudden the social media people to start freaking out for there. We need a fire under people's butts. And like you said, her lawyer just started kind of advocating for her more. So I really think this is a positive thing Mm -hmm. that came out and um, hopefully there'll be more change. We're all going to watch, you know, the court cases happen now and everything. And Jared, thank you so much for coming on and being my little Brittany fairy (laughs) angel. Really. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Jared. Everyone go follow Jared Instagram yes. handle. Tell us. Tell Jared us Lips. And um, next month I will be launching my own podcast, which I hope to have you on. And um, but stay tuned for that. And thanks for having me. I love Brittany with all of my life. Even if I like poke fun of my Halloween costume or anything like Brittany is my queen and we just need to keep fighting for her. You guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. We will. We will. All right. Hashtag free Britney. Free Britney. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.